So, yes, it has been quite a week. In Washington, Trump announced a withdrawal of all U.S. forces from Syria. They were, of course, originally only supposed to be there for about three months. And now, what is it going on, seven years or something like that? There is a drawdown to the longest war in U.S. history, which is the invasion of Afghanistan. And Defense Secretary Jim Mattis has resigned. Now, it is really interesting to see the mainstream media playing their leftist hand because orange man bad, endless imperialistic wars bad, and so the elimination of U.S. forces in Syria and the drawdown of those in Afghanistan gives quite a conundrum to the media. Now, the media, this is going back a ways, of course, but we're very keen on anti-imperialism in America when the American imperialism or the American overseas aggression was interfering with communist expansion coming from the Soviets. Now, that it's not the case anymore, now that the American forces are fighting a proxy war against the nationalistic Christian Russians in Syria, well, now it's a whole different matter. Now they should stay and uh, kill each other, given that the military in the United States is overwhelmingly Christian and Republican, and given that there's nationalistic Christians on the other side through the proxy war through to Russia, it's easy to see that those on the left really, really like seeing Christians killing other Christians for obvious demographic and politically voting reasons. Now, the other thing, of course, that's going on is the government shutdown, which I'm sure comes as a relief to taxpayers, but invokes existential panic in the hearts and minds of those who are dependent upon the state for their resources. So, as you may recall, back in the race to the presidency, Trump said that he was going to build a wall and that Mexico was going to pay for it. Well, Trump recently gave $10 billion to Mexico. In January, he asked for $25 billion to build a wall. But then what happened was that was rejected. Now, he wanted $5 billion to build a wall between the United States and Mexico, of course. Now, the Senate said no, and they refused to add this money to a stopgap spending bill. So now the government is shutting down. This is the third time that the government has shut down in Trump's presidency. Now, a government shutdown, however lovely it may sound to libertarian ears, is not really a shutdown at all. Well, I guess it's a shutdown for NASA and the IRS. So those who are into deep space and those who pillage deep pockets, well, uh, they are being shut down. But it doesn't really matter because when the government workers, quote, workers go back to work, they will have back pay for the time that they're away. So it's not really a shutdown, of course. So Trump is pushing for $5 billion to fund the wall. And of course, the Democrats are opposed to funding the wall because the Democrats have abandoned the traditional American voters for the sake of importing millions of people from the third world who reliably go on welfare three quarters of the time often and reliably vote for the left. And so they can't convince the American people. So they're basically replacing the American voters with those who are predisposed for a variety of reasons, not least of which is probably to do with lower IQ, who are predisposed towards voting for free stuff from the government, which is another way of confessing that you really don't expect to contribute much to the government. Yes, I'm looking at you, large proportion of female voters. So the House of Representatives put forward a version of the continuing resolution which, uh, resolution, which did include $5 billion for the border wall. The Senate version offered only $1.3 billion for various, I assume, ill-defined border security projects. 
Can you imagine you hire someone to build a wall around your garden and he instead returns with a proposal for various garden barrier projects? I mean, can you get a wall? No, get a wall now. Now on Thursday, the indications were pretty clear that the White House and Trump were gonna go for the $1.3 billion deal for ill-defined border security projects from the Senate and outgoing, whew, thank heavens, House Speaker Paul Ryan, who turned from an admirer of Ayn Rand into basically an objectivist villain, had planned to announce the acceptance of the $1.3 billion deal at a press conference on Capitol Hill, that the House was going to pass the Senate passed continuing resolution, uh, which has, again, no money for the actual border wall. Um, and what happened is his base has revolted. And I'm not just talking about getting scathing tweets from Ann Coulter, although that is pretty much playing Fruit Ninja with Trump's ego, but um, talk show hosts, the base as a whole, were in full revolt over not only is Mexico not paying for the wall, not only is Trump not getting the $25 billion for the wall, not only is he not getting $5 billion for the wall, but he's only getting $1.3 billion for various security initiatives. And that's all nonsense that would never ever be used to build anything of utility because the moment it's of utility, then you know that the Democrats are going to oppose it. How do you know the border wall will work? Because the Democrats will move heaven and earth, well, really hell and hell, to prevent it from coming into existence. If it was a boondoggle useless waste of a government program that would achieve no border security, the Democrats would be fine because they'd vote for it and then give it to their various contractors. But that's how you know that the wall is going to work. It's a strange reverse world that we live in, but that's the way it is. So top conservative leaders took Trump out to the Woodhouse about his plan to accept this ridiculous deal. And then Trump reversed course. He made an emergency phone call to Paul Ryan saying that he, Trump, is not going to sign any bill that does not provide funding for the wall. And so the House then passed a new continuing resolution that contained $5.7 billion in border wall money. Now, Trump is not going to be able to go back to Congress to ask for any additional money after the holidays because why? The Democrats, after the midterms, have a firm control of the House and they're not going to give him a penny more. Democratic leaders, Representative Nancy Pelosi of California and Senator Chuck Schumer of New York said that Trump, quote, threw a temper tantrum and convinced House Republicans to push our nation into a destructive Trump shutdown in the middle of the holiday season. Did you, did you see that? Did you hear that dog whistle? Holiday season. That's right. Nancy and Chuck, for some odd reason, can't even say the word Christmas. Hmm. How interesting. They were also talking about how Trump was endangering law enforcement people. It's like, hey, you know what endangers law enforcement people? Uh, not actually having a wall. Just wanted to sort of mention that. So Trump said Friday that... The Democrats, of course, they're going to, they oppose any kind of major funding for the wall construction. The Democrats take control of the House on January the 3rd. Trump said on Friday, quote, this is our only chance that we'll ever have, in our opinion, because of the world and the way it breaks out to get great border security. Now, there was originally a border wall. Now there is something called a steel slat barrier, which is probably the difference between the beer goggles of the woman you have a one night stand with and the crinky, crinkly Lance Hendrickson mask of mortality you wake up to the next morning. So Trump said, oh, I'll accept money for a steel slat barrier with spikes on top. He said, well, it's going to be just as effective as a wall. 
and, quote, at the same time, beautiful. I don't think beauty is what you're really looking for. So that's where things stand at the moment, of course, and let's look at the basic political reality. Now, first of all, why is it so tough to get a wall? I believe that Trump and the White House, through various security agencies, has received word that there would be significant civil unrest if a wall starts to get built, right? Because there are lots of people in the country illegally or legally who are looking to reunite with family members who cross illegally into America over the border. And so my guess is that the media will whip everyone into a frenzy and TIFA and other left-wing organizations will whip everyone into a frenzy. There will be a significant amount of civil unrest. And that's one of the reasons why the differences between campaigning and governing naturally is that when you're campaigning, you can make all the promises that you want. When you are governing, you face real backlash from highly motivated groups willing to use violence to prevent you from enacting your agenda. So it's my guess, I'm no proof, but it's my guess that Trump and his administration have significant word of civil revolt, civil interaction, and so on that will occur if America tries to have any kind of borders because the Republicans, the Christians, the patriots, those who lean right, tend to have more babies than the amoral, abortion-happy, pill-happy left. And this is one of the reasons why, if the border wall is maintained and you can't stuff the ballot with illegal immigration or mass legal immigration from the third world, then you will outbreed, you will be outbred by the patriots over time, and you will end up not getting the lock on power that you want and need and feel that you so entitledly and desperately deserve. So that's one of the big reasons. The Democrats, and many Republicans, of course, are completely addicted to political power. Now, the one thing we know about addicts is they don't really think long-term, they just look to get their political or particular fix in the moment, whatever it is, drugs or sex or gambling or or drinking or whatever. It doesn't really matter in the long run. They'll burn their families to the ground or burn their culture and history and country to the ground to get their ill-gotten dopamine fantasy gains. So that's the real war that is going on at the moment. Now, there has been a history, and Ronald Reagan's son tweeted about this, that back in the 80s, Ronald Reagan offered amnesty in California to illegal immigrants in return for border security. Now, of course, the amnesty was passed and it turned California straight to Democrats, which it used to be very much a factory for producing great Republican leaders. It turned California to the Democrats and, of course, Reagan never got his security. It's just a bait and switch. Sure, you can have security in exchange for amnesty. You get the amnesty, you never get the security, and it's a very old trick that nobody should fall for anymore. And in reality, I mean, everybody knows the deal. Sanctuary cities means that amnesty is already here. Like in America, if you're an illegal immigrant, you can get uh, free government health care. You can get welfare payments. You can get uh, massive translation services. You can put your kids in government school. And you can move to a city where they will never enforce any deportation orders or ICE detainee orders. And so, yeah, I mean, mass amnesty is already in the works because of activist judges and so on. And the Democrats, of course, have a strategy, and the strategy is very simple, which is, say, oh, why do the Republicans always crumble, and why do the Democrats hold firm? Well, the answer is very simple. And you're actually countering that answer by watching and hopefully liking, subscribing, and sharing this video. The answer is very simple. The Democrats can hold their position because they know that the media is going to whip up hysteria and is going to chip away and attack and break the will of anybody who's not on the left. They have this massive silent 
ally. You know, it's like that little mouthy kid with the giant big brother. It's like, wow, how come that kid's so tough? It's like, because he's got a big brother who'll beat up anyone who pushes back against his mouthiness. And that's the left, right? So the left, the Democrats, and it's true for the Labour in England and and, uh, the NDP and uh, the Liberals in Canada, that they have the media on their side. Well, of course, now that our little fairy dust twinkle toes Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has bought out the media with hundreds of millions of dollars of subsidies to approved media companies, uh, which of course the uh, Conservatives oppose that, which means that he's bribing the media to be more pro-liberal as the media faces competition from basic people who tell the truth, like myself and others. So they can just wait, they can just hold out because the media will whip everyone into a frenzy, the media will attack and viciously slander and undermine people who oppose their agenda And so, yeah, they're not tough, they're not smart, they're not wise. They just have a bunch of semi-sociopathic verbal abusers on their side willing to tear down the heart, mind, and soul of anyone who opposes the leftist agenda, which means that that kind of verbal acid war of attrition wears down the mountain and crumbles it down to a crater of former resolution. So until we learn to stop fearing the media, we will never, ever have freedom. The word is mightier than the sword. And until we stop listening and keep fighting verbally, we will forever lose to the left. This is Stefan Molyneux, Free Domain Radio. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And please, please help out the show. FreeDomainRadio.com forward slash donate.